It is the first race of the season on the international cycling calendar, and this year we will see big names like Slovak, Peter Sagan and Australian Richie Port competing. We are of course talking about Tour Down Under in South Australia. I asked SBS Cycling Central's expert commentator Mike Tomolaris about how big this race really is. It is a, an event that has grown since it first started way back in 1999. It's got life, and the reason why it's got so much life is because it has received so much support from the South Australia government. You need government support for a, an event like this. It's now a world tour event. It's the first world tour of the year. For those who don't know, the cycling world tour starts in January and finishes around October time. But it is a big event because... Um, I guess it's bigger in Europe than it is in Australia. Why? Because uh, it's freezing cold in uh, Europe and uh, they're just itching for television coverage of cycling events, professional cycling events like the Tour de France. Uh, when uh, most Europeans, especially Norwegians, are sitting in front of a fire and there's ice and snow outside, well, they can, I guess, imagine in being in a place like South Australia and Australia watching the best riders in the world go around under the scorching heat and temperatures will rise up to 35, 40 degrees sometimes. Most of the best riders are in the world. Some of them are, are newbies. They're uh, riders we're not familiar with. But um, one way or, or another, um, it's, it's a great kickstart to the World Tour. Just some very practical details about the race. So where is it? Uh, how many stages and stuff like that? It's not a Tour de France. It's not a Giro or, in, or a Vuelta España, for that matter. Those events I've just mentioned are three-week races. They're the only Grand Tours of the year. The Tour Down Under, being the first race of the year, runs for five days. You don't want to put too much pressure on these guys going into the first race of the year because they've had their off-season, they've had their Christmas, and uh, you know a five-day race at this time of the year is just perfect. So it starts and finishes in Adelaide, takes in the wonderful uh, scenery and roads in South Australia, and they go to places like the Barossa Valley, the McLaren Vale, down to Victor Harbour on the southern coast of South Australia, and places in between. Um, it's a great city, Adelaide. If you haven't been at this time of the year and you are interested in cycling or riding a bike or any activity for that matter, South Australia with a population, or Adelaide with a population of one million, I think it's just the perfect size for an event like this. Is there any stages that could be more interesting than others from a biking perspective? Well, like any uh, stage race, there's always um, a queen stage. And what I mean by that is uh, it's a stage where there is a challenging hill or a mountain, as is the case in the Tour de France. At this time of the year, because it's so early, it's a big hill. It's normally held on the penultimate stage, the second last stage, and that'll be the case in 2017. It's in the McLaren Vale, which is a wine-growing region, 40 kilometres south of Adelaide, and uh, the queen stage is Wollonga. It's... Um, it's become famous, I guess, now as a result of the Tour always climbing that last hill. They do it twice. Look, it's no Alpe d'Huez, it's no Mount Everest, it's no Mount Kosciuszko. But for these riders at this time of the year, it rises to some three kilometres, which is not very high, but it's tough enough for this time of the year. What are some of the big names coming to Tour Down Under this year? Well, it's very exciting because we have a, a double world champion in Peter Sagan coming. And this is his uh, second time. When he first came here in 2010, Sagan was an unknown. Very young, I think probably around uh, 18 years of age. But he's since turned into a superstar, a rock star, not just in cycling, but in the world of sport. 
And every time he gets onto a bike, he seems to win. He's a sprinter. He can climb. He's a good all-rounder. He's got personality. He's got character. Uh, he's got long hair, and that's why I call him a rock star as well. But he is uh, a damn good bike rider, and it's so good that South Australia has secured his services. He'll go into the Tour Down Under as one of the favourites. And if not, certainly um, he'll be one of the favourites in terms of popularity because of all the things I've just mentioned. He has every ingredient, ticks every box, and not just a world name in cycling, but a world name in the world of sport. Any other uh, big riders worthwhile mentioning? Yeah, sure. Um, Richie Port, Australia's hope, and uh, Richie Port will be representing the BMC team, the Swiss-American team. And I'd like to think that Richie will be knocking on the door of um, at least a place on the podium. And if not, um, he may come away with a victory. Richie is Australia's hope for success at the Tour de France this year to follow in the footsteps of Cadell Evans, who won the Tour as Australia's only winner back in 2011. And uh, Richie is 31 years of age now, almost 32. He's at the right time of his career, I think, to win races like the Tour Down Under and the Tour de France. I've got my fingers crossed as an Aussie. And so if, uh, not just Australian supporters of cycling, but I think uh, world supporters of cycling because he's a very likable Tasmanian, Richie Port. So look out for him. And when we're on the uh, Australian uh, part of it, we also have an Australian team uh, yeah. in Toronander or on the World Tour. Yeah, we do. And they've been around for a few years now. You're talking about Orica, the Orica Scott team. And it's so good to have an Australian team uh, on the World Tour. I think it's uh, a result of 20, 30 years of investment. Uh, I mean, the Aussies have really come of age in the last uh, 20, 25 years since I've been covering cycling, the Tour de France particularly, with Cadell Evans. I think that was the icing on the cake. Cadell winning the Tour in 2011 uh, was a result of the Orica Scott team uh, coming into existence. And But prior to um, Cadell, you've had Robbie McEwen, a multiple stage winner, a green jersey winner, um, Brad McGee, a yellow jersey wearer, the list just goes on. Now, Stuart O'Grady is one that comes to mind, Alan Davis, Michael Rogers. Australians have um, given our distance from the heartbeat of world cycling and given our small population compared to other countries, I think we really do punch above our weight and we've produced a lot of winners in the last uh, 10 to 15 years particularly. There is also a women's edition of the race. Will this be very different than the men's Tour Down Under? Well, it's great to see women's cycling um, being recognised and acknowledged. I mean, uh, the females uh, train just as hard as the men. They do almost as many races as the men from January to October. There's no way in the world they receive the same sort of prize money as the men, nor the sponsorship, the corporate sponsorship. But um, it's great that uh, television is supporting um, women's cycling. Uh, look, it's a three-day race in South Australia. Won't get the same sort of profile as the men, understandably so. But I think the landscape and the culture of uh, cycling and particularly female racing is starting to grow because Australia is producing a lot of winners and uh, You know, uh, when the World Championships and the Olympics come around, we always like to see the women, don't we? Mike Tomlaris, uh, have a good trip to Adelaide and thank you so much for talking to us. Absolute pleasure, Frank. That was Mike Tomlaris from SBS Cycling Central. And you're listening to SBS Radio and I'm Frank Matheson. You can follow Tour Down Under daily on sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral or on their Twitter and Facebook accounts.